Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello again, everybody. Hi, I'm Travis. I'm Brandon. Uh, this is Apathetic Enthusiasm, the show where Brandon and I talk about things. Uh, sometimes immediately after we talk about other things. That is that is that is correct, Amundo. Yeah, we we just recorded an episode for those of you just tuning in. We just recorded an episode of Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast, where you can find us talking about Rick and Morty. Every time we record an episode on iTunes and everywhere this else. This is this is this is really gonna be a podcast of like uh like marathon podcasting. This is this is this is something new for us, Brandon. But uh let's get into it. This is this is the show where we talk about the things that we feel like talking about. If you want to connect with this podcast, because it will eventually stand on its own over on the apathetic enthusiasm feed uh you can follow us at apathusiast i'm at juggalmino he is at barnyard cruise that i am. uh you, you can follow us on instagram at apathetic underscore enthusiasm on facebook at facebook.com such apathetic enthusiasm show send us an email apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com or get this show and submit it for your approval and interdimensional rss and all sorts of other things over at apathetic enthusiasm.com <sighs> Uh, patreon.com slash rick morty pod <laughs> very 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 good very good uh so uh, let's let's just get right into it travis you and i we're talking, we're talking toys this week we're, ta- we're talking toys and you know a benefit of this this marathon podcast session is usually when we do whatever we record we spend like the first five minutes saying like hey what's going on how have you been and then we do some the, f- the formalities are out of the way we've done that in the other podcast um but yeah yeah well it. 
Yeah, you know, we we've been talking. We've been talking about things. What have you been uh, up to, Travis? I uh, I don't know. I've been I've been doing podcasts. I've been oh, working. Yeah? I yeah. I, m- I mowed my lawn on on Saturday, in the middle and like eleven or so, and it, I sweat. No no deuce. Uh, probably like five pounds of of water weight. Wow, it was it was a lot. Was Make a lot. sure to hydrate. You don't want to don't want to lose all your fluids there, Brandon. I care about your health. Uh, and and I want to follow up on that. Uh, the next day, I went I went for a, a mile run. And and I felt really good. I felt really strong about it. My muscles felt good, uh, but it was hot and, and I, it didn't run as far as I wanted to run. So I'm like, you know what? You know what would feel really good? And I always think of this when I'm running around the block. I'm like, you know what? It would be really good to go into the pool after this is done. And uh, so I got I got home and I said, you know what? Uh, Chelsea is not around. Uh, I'm bored. I, uh, I've got a while to eat. You know, I'm going to go to the pool. Screw this. I went to the pool. Nobody was there. It was, it was like my ideal day at the pool. And I got in, I, I didn't even, usually when I get in the water, it's, it's like cold. I'm like, Ooh, ooh, ooh. it'll take like 20 ooh. minutes to get in. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instantly. It was just, it felt so just great. Cannonballed right in. You're like, let's go. And then two old ladies showed up and I was like, all right, time to leave. <laughs> so I'm really curious, like. Because most pool activities for me now as a dad is going to the pool and then like playing with my kids and making sure they don't drown. Mm-hmm. Uh, were you like swimming laps or were you just like, I'm just floating in the water? I <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did like do like lay lay back and I was like trying uh, like uh, trying to project the most like indie film I could think of. <laughs> Like, like there was some like really like eclectic music playing in the background <laughs> and you're like thinking about your teenage angst and yeah, uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. like where will I be when I grow up it's being uh, shot from like a bird's eye view and like <laughs> zooming in but like turning at the same time yeah and there's like a narration like yeah. dad wants me to go to college but I want to explore the world yeah stuff like I that just, I just wish my family understood me but. <laughs> Maybe these two old ladies will. I don't want to wait for our lives to be over. Um, that's not indie. That's Dawson's no, Creek. That's Dawson's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, so well, enough cool. of that. I'm glad I you went swimming. Yeah, I didn't uh, drown. So. That's that's good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I uh, I often think about visiting a pool and uh, as a as a form of exercise, um, but the idea of uh, it, like there's a there's a pool at my gym, but if I like go to the gym and then would have to like go swim and then like change like be all like wet and then mm. like I don't know it's just it seems like such a hassle to be that wet at a gym <laughs> like I, I, I don't know it do, yeah, it doesn't that, sound fun that that's that's fair like I don't like showering at the gym like yeah. I I don't I don't uh, I live that's so what far. pools are for Brit. <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, I, disgusting. Uh, uh, anyway, disgusting. Uh, well, let's 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 get in. Let's get into the actual topic. Uh, we you you brought it up at the top of the show, and it is of of course us talking about toys. This this weekend, as if strategically intended, both Toy Story Four and the Child's Play remake came out, and yeah. and 
uh, one of us saw one of them, and the other saw the other. I will let can, you guess. Can you guess who saw which film? <laughs> the Long-time one listeners of the podcast will know. Here's a hint. One of us saw it uh, and doesn't have kids. Yeah, one of us took their three children to go see the film, uh, and the other <laughs> and, one did not. And the so. other sat next to an old lady, even though the, the theater, there's plenty of space in the theater. Why'd she sit like right next to me? I'm, I'm picking up on uh, some some trends. I in don't want to be around people. <laughs> when when your when your wife leaves town, do you just hang out with old ladies a lot? Is that <laughs> does she need to worry about this? I'm I'm an old lady magnet. <laughs> like I went to I went to pub I went to Win Dixie like just uh, and I was I was trying to pick some some sweet Vidalia onions uh, to make this this potato green pepper hash right. It was gonna be it's gonna be so great. Uh, and this this old lady, like she started encroaching on my space. I'm like, I just want to, I just want to get this. On, I just want to pick a perfect onion without you hanging on me. I don't want to. I don't want to smell the sweet onions, not old lady onions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, uh, in in the old college days, uh, in my early twenties, when I worked at Starbucks, uh, I, I always attracted a very specific demographic and it was those that were either 10 years older than me or 10 years younger than me. Uh, so yeah, neither of which were ever, uh, even an option, uh, in, in in my (laughs) dating life. So, um, I don't know something, something, I don't know if that still stands, but, uh, uh, we're, we're just going to move on. Uh, so, so yeah, so toy, toy story four, uh, I did, I went and saw toy story four with my family and you went and saw the child's play remake, right. uh, starring, uh, a personal, uh, uh, hero of mine, uh, Aubrey, Aubrey Plaza. Plaza. Uh, and, and yeah, do you want to, do you want to talk about child's play first or do you want me to kind of recap a little bit about toy story four and, and my feelings on that? Or do we uh, want to do like a side by side comparison? <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll both talk at the same time and and see and see where they they come together. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I can I would like to I would like to hear because I already saw Child's Play. Um, I would like to hear um about Toy Story Four. Tell tell me tell me about that. Uh, well, yeah. So, uh, without giving too much away, it's 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 a computer animated film uh, mm. featuring. Uh, toys that come to life whenever uh kids are not around Uh, it's it's a unique idea it's very groundbreaking um it stars a cowboy named woody and uh his his spaceman friend buzz lightyear um yeah it's it's a toy story film uh right away like uh, it start okay let me back up the the very first thing that threw me off when going to see this film uh, is the fact that there was no animated short uh, beforehand, and that is something I have come to expect um, from some of these big feature films, uh, like feature animated films. And I may be getting that mixed up with like Disney animated films, but it seems like they had been bringing back the animated short for a while. And I just expected to see one before Toy Story 4 to the point where when my kid was like, hey, is the movie about to start? I was like, well, we have to see the animated short first and then it'll start. Hmm. And then Disney title card. And it didn't happen. And then it's it's Woody and Jesse in in the bedroom 
waiting for Andy to show up or whatever, which sounds like a really bad premise for another type of movie. But anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) inappropriate. So, so it, it does, it does flash back about like nine years, I think to an opening scene where they're hanging out with Andy again. And it's, it's, it, they kind of do like a quick recap of the fact that Woody was Andy's toy. Um, Andy grew up. We do get to see how Bo Peep left, uh, Andy's house, uh, as, as one of Molly's toys that, that got sold, uh, when they were still kids. Um, and then it kind of like flashes quickly through Andy growing up and giving the toys to Molly and then what life is like in Molly's room. And, uh, yeah, so the, like Woody is not in charge in the room anymore and he is also not, uh, Molly's favorite toy. So, uh, he is starting to get like a little bit of an identity crisis, in this film where he's he's still trying to live out his his mission as a toy of, of making um, his kid happy. But he's also not the one that is looked to first uh, to make that happen. So uh, the movie is really a lot about like the personal identity of the toys themselves and not as much about how they, uh, you know, bring joy to kids or whatever like and so I don't know. It, it was good. Uh, I, I am an emotional guy and there were a couple of moments that, that made me a little choked up. Uh, but, uh, as I told you when leaving the theater, I felt that this was the most okayest toy story film in, in the franchise. <laughs> yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah. And, 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 and part of that is just the fact that uh, these movies are great. Like if this had been the only Toy Story movie, I'm sure it would have been phenomenal. But it's it's standing on the shoulders of these giants. And I I really think every other Toy Story movie was outstanding. So like this was a good film, but I don't know that it lived up quite to the same level for me uh, that even like Toy Story 3 did. I, I, I gotcha. I gotcha. I, I had read on Twitter, um, somebody, somebody tweeted, and they said that this, the best way to look at Toy Story 4 is as an epilogue to these characters' stories rather than the main st- story of their, their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would agree with that 100%. Uh, it, it, uh, I, I told Omar that earlier, and he was like, huh? And I said, just what uh, epilogue you know what an epilogue is like uh, and then like, we just we google epilogue mumbled, and then come mumbled, back and talk to me. <laughs> mumbled at each other for a couple minutes but uh, i mean could you could you kind of explore that idea for me a little bit i i know we don't want to spoil anything but can you can you well, explain why you feel that is a an apt description for it what one of the interesting this this definitely like i felt like toy story 3 was a good ending to the series uh as as like the the andy trilogy if 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 you will right where we we see in the in the first toy story we see what it's like to be a toy to be uh a toy that loves bringing joy to a kid and that if you um like that's their entire purpose in life and so everything about that movie is getting back to andy's room and getting his favorite toys back to Andy because their whole purpose in life is to be something that 
this kid can have fun with and and, and enjoy. Uh, and, and that really is like the core, like central, like this is what it means to be a toy. And then, and then we move away from that a little bit with Toy Story 2, where you explore this whole other idea of like adult collectors, adult toy collectors and <laughs> and and people who um want toys that are kept in pristine condition and and sell them for you know lots of money on on ebay or things like that or or put them in a toy museum and that's how we meet you know jesse and bullseye and, and these other uh collectible toys that end up eventually coming back to their 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 true purpose of of being uh something to play with with, with andy and then finally uh, in in toy story 3 which i felt like this was a good ending where andy has grown up and now like these toys don't have that same purpose so they then get passed on to a new kid that can then bring they can bring that joy to a new kid um and and it feels like with that ending, you get sort of this like cyclical possibility where the, the toys never die or they never like come into their own. They're always just like moving on to the next kid that, that's going to play with them. And and so for Toy Story 4, this this movie is really about like the toys themselves being individuals and and not existing through the lens of a kid, but more like a lost toy is not dead it is not like it does not cease to be it lives on and has a life of its own so through this episode we see that um bo peep is has been a lost toy for several years but that doesn't mean she's not living a life she's she's traveling around on her own she is collecting supplies to keep herself uh like from being broken and she's helping other toys find good homes and she's she's made a life for herself that isn't like dependent on the kid that she's with and uh and there's an antique store in in this film that talks about there's there's one uh toy in there gabby gabby who was Produced the same year Woody was in the 1950s, but never got played with because her voice box was broken from the time she was she was like released or whatever. And so it's about her missing out on that opportunity her whole life uh, to to be played with. And then also Woody realizing that he can have a life apart from, uh, you know, a kid and and, Mm. and sort of sort of breaking that like definition of what he's always been and coming into his own realization that he it's okay for him to want something for himself and, and, and potentially uh, explore a life with Bo Peep. So um, yeah, that's, that's the movie. Hmm. And uh, it's, it's really weird. I think that's the part that I wrestled with the most is like this idea that the toys existence, like, I guess, I guess the whole point is like, this really pushes that, like pushes it across the line. That last bit that like, no, these toys are alive. They are not, they are not like, like living because of the spirit of a child that lives within them or like, no, no, they're just, they're just real sentient toys that are alive and, and are fooling us at all times, uh, behind our backs. Uh, they live lives of their own. They move out, they go off on their own and, and choose to, to live amongst each other and, and hide behind shelves and in the tops of merry-go-rounds and, 
and, and only only spend moments of their lives uh, entertaining our children when when we're not looking. And so um, I feel like this is a good transition for us to maybe it's, talk it's about child's it's play. Been, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, is, that is a good transition. That is very, very creepy, uh, which is a definitely... Definitely a, a solid way to, to move on. So, so the Child's Play remake. Uh, let me let me start by saying, um, when it was announced, I didn't look at any advertisements for it. I wasn't looking at any news for it uh, because Don Mancini um, was not involved in it uh, at all, and, and he wrote the original, uh, directed by Tom Holland, um, and uh, for he, the Spider Man. A Spider-Man guy, um, and and Don Mancini had had written and had directed basically most of the other uh, Child's Play movies, the original ones, uh, the, since then. And he and he's not done. He's still making Child's Play movies uh, with the original storyline of this guy who is a serial killer, and then he puts his voodoo soul into the soul of a of a uh you know my buddy doll my uh, buddy my buddy I, damn, I can't oh omar you're watching uh correct correct me i know it's not my buddy uh a good guy i think good guy yeah, I don't know. yeah anyway. I, but my buddy was the toy that i had as a kid yeah yeah <laughs> and, and i hung around with yeah um so so again i i wasn't i wasn't following it i was like no i don't want i don't want to support this um even when Mark Hamill was announced as, as the voice of Chucky, I said, yeah, still, still, you're trying to get us to go in there and see it. Uh, well, Chelsea went to California and I was, I'm here, I was here alone. And it's, you know, it's like Friday night, Saturday, Child's Way comes out and I say, ah, I'm, I've gotten, I've, I'm bored. I should go, I should go do something. You know, I'll go, I'll go see Child's Way. Uh, without having seen any previews or any, knowing anything other than this, Chucky is an AI. It's not a. It's not a. It's not it's a not, serial it's killer. It's not a voodoo soul. serial killer. Exactly right. Um, so it stars Aubrey Plaza, uh, Mark Hamill as the voice of Chucky, and and I got and I got to and I got to say this: it is a solid reimagining of Child's Play. It's. Uh, it's it's it stands on its own. It does something un, unique with this idea that uh, the AI, AI going rogue. Um, you feel, whereas in the original Child's Play, you're like, well, this guy's evil. This doll is evil, one hundred percent. No one's rooting for him. Uh, this one, it, you you feel you feel for the doll because he starts off it, it, he he has a, a factory defect we'll, we'll call it okay uh that uh he starts learning stuff he starts learning stuff from his environment and uh all he wants to do is be a best friend to andy the the 12 year old kid that he's, Are you, he's his name is andy uh maybe is it it, it is andy isn't it <sighs> man they're just oh, the two Toy oh, Story movies come out on the same weekend. <laughs> yeah, shoot. I'm man. really curious if that's like because that can't, that can't be coincidental. Is, it is. is the, yeah. Is, the, is yeah. the kid named Andy in, in the original? Like, yeah, it is. Yep. Okay. That's yeah, that's funny. 
Okay. I, 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 for, I forgot. Did, did he write Andy on the bottom of his shoe <laughs> in the movie? <laughs> yeah, damn. I, that an, another mirror. Um, anyway, so so all he wants to be is is a best friend to Andy, and um and 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 take care of him. Well, Andy starts, you know, because he's learning stuff from his environment, he starts doing things that are pers- that are bad. And that's when Andy starts to like turn on him. And, and so it, it ends up being like, um, I, I keep saying single white female reboot as well, uh, because Chucky just really wants to be with Andy, no matter a uh, fatal attraction. Maybe we'll, we'll okay. say that. Okay. Uh, and if, and if, if Chucky can't be Andy's best friend, then nobody can. Nobody can. Okay. Uh, so that that's that's basically the plot of the movie. Uh, Omar can agree with me. You you feel for Chucky because he's not doing anything. He he doesn't think he's doing anything wrong to start. He's just he he doesn't know that he's doing bad things. Um, there's a I I, I saw this somewhere. I saw an article on about it. Uh, but I, I want to mention there's a scene where uh, Andy and a couple of friends are watching a ho- an old horror movie, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two throwback okay and and chucky is watching and he's he's looking at everyone uh you know enjoying this and texas chainsaw massacre 2 is kind of like a a really outlandish kind of humor filled entry of the series and he's he's looking around he's watching all the kids laughing at it and he sees that they're all enjoying it so then he goes into the kitchen and he grabs a knife and he uh you know Sorry. Anyway, if anybody cares about spoilers, uh, nobody dies. <laughs> uh, but Andy turns around and is like, what are you doing? And the look on Chucky's face is like, I thought you guys were having fun. I thought this was something you were having fun with that you that you that you liked. Um, and I, I say that and I won't say I'm, I'm getting choked up on that, but just it's just it's just a it's just a. He's just misunderstood. He's just an innocent robot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, until he turns psycho and then he starts killing a lot of people. Um, but anyway, all that said, it takes a little bit to wind up into the story. It, it, there's a lot of buildup. Uh, but once it once it gets into it, I, I have to say it was really enjoyable. And over the end credits, uh, Mark Hamill uh, sings the, the buddy song. And it starts like real, there's like a really happy version, and then it goes into a really creepy version mm. of it, where he, it, he sounds like the Joker from. He, I was gonna movie. ask if he sounds Joker esque yeah. at any point throughout the film. Yep. Does Does he ever yep. channel Luke Skywalker at all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, 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 or there's a there's an Easter egg to Star Wars in there. Oh, that's the, good. That's toward, good. Towards the beginning. Uh, all right. So do you feel like this is something that, cause I, I obviously am not the expert on like child's play and, and Chucky movies, but you, you mentioned that they're still sort of working that same Chucky storyline through films. Is this, is this something that you feel like maybe will be a one-off or are, is this potentially something that they're going to try and spin into like a series of, of films? I think if they, if it makes enough money, um then they will then they do they will do sequels to it um and which 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 will be really weird because again don mancini is still continuing on with his 
own series. So there's going to be AI Chucky and Voodoo Killer Chucky. Hey, you know, a little something for everybody. Uh, <laughs> I, I I did read a headline somewhere, uh, and I I think I don't full. It said that after Toy Story Four, Pixar was done doing sequels. I don't know if that means they're just done doing Toy Story sequels, or if they're done doing sequels. Period. Um, I think it's I think it's a little bold to say <laughs> it's the latter, but it does sound like Toy Story Four is no kidding the very last Toy Story film, um, at least feature film. I, I know that they have been doing some uh, like a, working with ABC. They had like the Toy Story uh, like terror. What was it like the uh, oh, yeah, yeah. A hotel. Yeah. What, what was that Toy Story movie called? <laughs> Toy Story of Terror. Uh, yeah. th- thankfully, my son is, is just off screen. Uh, who, who, could, who could do the fact checking <laughs> for me? Um, but yeah, so I mean, these characters have been a powerhouse for uh, multiple decades. And um, I don't know, it, it, it was a it was a fitting send off for them. So I, I'm glad that they're they're kind of going to put an end to that. Uh, and I'm excited for, uh, what is it? Onward, the new Pixar film that is set in, uh, I, I don't think it's called Onward. Have, uh, haven't, haven't seen any previews. For have it, you not so seen I, a trailer for this? It is. I it can't is talk a, to it at all. It is essentially, um, like a fantasy world. Think like, you know, D and D esque with, with, uh, unicorns and goblins and, um, trolls and gnomes and all these things. But, in that universe, like time has marched on. And so it is now like a modern world within that universe. So trolls driving around in vans and gnomes that run lawn care services. And, and it's some, it's, it's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland uh, voice, the main characters, and they are going on some sort of epic quest. So it's this weird blend of like modern ideas and, you know, smartphones and things like that mixed into this like fantasy environment. So it, it sounds, uh, sounds really interesting. Interesting. Um, on an initial thought that it sounds, <laughs> it sounds ham fisted, but, uh, I have to watch the, the trailer to, to really, Decide whether or not I how I, I feel know. about Pixar. Pixar usually uh, surprises us in, in, in cars cars. Two. Okay. cars. Brave. Bra- <laughs> yeah, they're not all winners. They're not all winners, but you know, I'm I'm excited <laughs> about this one. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, uh, I think so. I, if if you if you're if you're listening and you want to let us know if if we miss anything about Toy Story four or the Child's Play reboot, please let us know on our social media at Apathusiast on Twitter or Facebook or our site or iTunes. Um, just let us know. Apathetic Enthusiasm Show at gmail.com. Hit us up there. We would we would love to hear your thoughts, your ideas for other shows as well. Uh, let us let us know what you're thinking. Yeah, yeah. Share your thoughts with us. Right, right. What what horror film would you reboot using AI? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Thing. Uh, all right. Uh, was there anything else we want to talk about? I mean, uh, I, I haven't really played much more Trover since uh, since we last talked. 
Um, no, I, 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 I think that I think that should su- that should suffice for this week since I have to wake up in like six hours. Oh shoot! Okay, well, uh, all right. So that's our episode. Thank you guys so much for for listening, <laughs> uh, and we'll talk to you next time. Talk to uh, you next time. Until then, I'm Travis and I'm Brandon. Thanks for watching. Thank you for watching and, and listening. Goodbye. We're out. We're out. We're out like 5,000. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.